halfway through the second lockdown again in Melbourne and we now have to wear masks when we go out. We all went out yesterday for Akira's doctor's appointment and she laughed at us having our mask on. Um, she wanted to look funny as well. So we put on a little toddler mask for her, which lasted about 30 minutes. She seemed super comfortable with her little mask on, but it was in the way of her eating a whole container of snacks I packed, so it must go. A couple of months ago, Akira had a bite of our hedgehog, which had walnuts in it. She broke off in a rash around her mouth and face and neck and her eyes started to swell. Um, so that was a bit intense. We went to the emergency and on the way out of the house, she grabbed a whole thingy, I don't know what you call them, a whole thingy of raw broccoli, um, like a bouquet of broccoli and refused to leave it in the car. So that was entertaining during the long wait at the hospital. So fast forward to yesterday, she had some skin prick tests done and was totally fine with the actual pricks, but she did not enjoy the giraffe ruler on her back at all. Um, so the little lady is allergic to walnuts, pecans, and just a little bit of hazelnut, which the doctor found a bit annoying because apparently, even though it's in the same tree nut family, hazelnut's totally different to walnuts and pecans. Um, so that's the update for this week. Let me quickly introduce you to our babes. I don't know what to call this episode because it's a couples episode, um, but say hi to James and Jess. Do you want to go first? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, so my name's Jess. Um, I'm originally from New Zealand and Wellington, well, all over New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and I have been in Melbourne for three years and work for a property exchange company at the moment um, and on maternity leave right now. After having our baby five weeks ago, and I'm James, um, obviously from England by my dodgy accent. Um, <laughs> been in Australia for three years as well. Um, I work in uh, textiles, and I also own a little garden games business where I handcraft uh, giant jengas um, for weddings and, and breweries and stuff. Um, and I play in a band here in Melbourne as well, so I'm a musician as well, that's my other, other job. That's cool. How long have you been in the band? Uh, I've been in the band uh, a year and a half now, actually, yeah. Um, How did you get into being in the band? This band, um, there was, uh, our, our singer commented on a, on a Facebook post and uh, I saw that they were looking for a drummer, so I decided to learn all their songs <laughs> and say, hey, um i've learned all your songs do you want to take me on and they were like fuck yeah so yeah that was um that was it and uh yeah you made it sound really easy <laughs> uh well I, yeah i've yeah been playing a, a long time i've been playing piano, uh, music since i was five years old so that's uh, so 26 years mm. um so uh yeah music comes quite naturally to me as it does to Jess as well, and we think our, our little girl's got a real ear for music already. Um, yeah. I used, to, I used to play a piano while she was in Jessie's Jessie's tummy, and mm -hmm. um, it's the thing that sends her to sleep or really chills her out now. Oh, cool. Um, which is quite cool, so yeah. Yeah. Do you play instruments as well, Jess? No. <laughs> she doesn't play, but she's, incre she's incredible at music and listening to music and knowing notes and yeah. picking up songs just like that and yeah. she's incredible at remembering lyrics and i'm not <laughs> <laughs> i'm so bad at remembering lyrics yeah so, uh, yeah. So, yeah how did you get into the jenga business so that was a, a funny story um jess saw one and we were like, oh, should we buy one? And she was like, I've always wanted a, a, a giant Jenga. And um, so I was looking at them, I was like, oh, they don't look too hard to make. So I uh, surprised her one, one day, went down to Bunnings and, and got all the wood and uh, I made her the uh, prototype. And then I decided, do you know what? This could be a, a little, little side business on mm. top of the other business. And it, that was in January, the end of January, and it all kicked off. I, yeah, it just um, went crazy. I didn't realize there was such a demand for giant Jengas. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it went, um, 
I think uh, last month I hit my 100th customer, um, which was quite a nice little achievement. Yeah. Um, as a business owner yourself, you know what it's like to tick little landmarks as well. I mean, imagine when you hit your first 50 customer, 100 customer, you know, must have been quite a, a nice thing for yourself as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it was quite, yeah, that's how it all came about. Um, do you sell more or do you hire them more? In COVID, I've been selling a lot more. Um, it's, it's it's quite funny that the demand went up. I think people didn't know what else to do while they were at home. So they were just looking at things to do. And then my Jenga's popped up with my... Yeah, uh, that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, which, is, which has been good. So I think they've... Uh, families that have been looking to entertain their kids in a, a different way has been a, a, a good thing financially mm. for uh, for the business mm. for us so yeah i i would imagine it's a bit annoying to ship oh the jenga yeah well actually i do i am um, i've been personally delivering it all around victoria i've been driving as obviously paid for delivery but i've been driving as as, as far as what two two hours away um oh i quite like the whole personal touch um that i've been bringing to it mm. so i've been going out and thanking every customer um as i deliver them mm. um and just giving it that real personal touch and i've mm. some really good reviews because of that and, and, and stuff like that as well so yeah how's that how's things been with uh with you and and bones good um yeah People seem to love candles, you do. especially during, <laughs> during this time, which is nice. I did not expect the business to keep going the way it's going. Um, when the first lockdown happened, we were super stressed, like, what are we going to do? Oh, my God, yeah. well, we lose the house. And, you know, I always go through the worst. All the thoughts come into your head. Yeah, yeah. worst um, scenario possible. But... Yeah. It's been good. Um, each month is different, though. Um, so we peaked in April, kind of down again in May, peaked in June. July is okay. So hopefully it's, it gets a bit stable. But, um, yeah, it's been good. I yeah, think, good. like, the home stuff, activity stuff, yeah. um, you know, businesses. The ability to do it what you're home. doing but to give yeah. them to someone and so they've got something to do it's that whole mm-hmm. finding new things to do at home whilst you're in lockdown yeah. i think that's a real yeah. good yeah and i think people who can afford it they do spend the money um yep. for themselves to do stuff at yep. home self-care um yeah, cool. which is nice you you support local businesses they're not spending well. money on going out to restaurants or anything so they might yeah. as well spend it on you know other things that they they enjoy um, all right, let's get into the baby. Yes. Um, how was your pregnancy, Jess? It was good. I um, I had a pretty pretty smooth pregnancy, I think. I was very lucky. Um, mm. Not too much went wrong. Uh, we had a little hiccup at the beginning, around sort of nine weeks. Um, had a, we're in New Zealand. Yeah, we're in New Zealand. I had a bit of bleeding um, mm. just before a wedding, which was a bit <laughs> timing. <laughs> we missed the ceremony, unfortunately, for my good friend's wedding. Oh wow! Um, yeah, we actually thought we'd lost. We did. Yeah, we thought we'd lost her. Uh, well, it at the it time. The time yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but other than that, it's it's been pretty. Yeah, it was pretty smooth to say. I think. No, no sickness really. Just nausea. Yeah. How far along were you? when you had to stop going to the hospital because of the lockdown? Uh, I went to the hospital twice, I think, um, 16 twice. weeks and maybe 18 or 20 weeks. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it was pretty much March, April was when they said, no, um, we're going to do it by phone. And how was that experience like? What was it like? Uh, it was... Difficult to start with. I think I couldn't quite wrap my head around it because it was just not the experience that I was expecting. Mm. Um, and I found it hard to begin with. Um, but, you know, as time went on, you, you, you do get used to it. Like mm. there wasn't anything going wrong with the pregnancy. So it wasn't like I felt like I needed the support, but it was more just um, like questions that I had, may have had or you know. And the rapport as well, like yeah. being around the person that's going to bring our child 
into the world, just you were, you were worried that we wouldn't have that connection mm. and that trust. Mm. Um, but she ended up being an incredible woman. Yeah, and we, we ended up, yeah. An amazing midwife. Um, we ended up, I was very lucky, again, very lucky I got caseload. So through the public um, hospital, Royal Women's, um, we had just one midwife, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, she was really amazing. But yeah, so but yeah, pregnancy went pretty smoothly to be mm. fair. So. Yeah. Did you have to measure your own tummy and stuff? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Measure my own tummy um, and just keep count of kicks and that that was it really. So yeah, mm. a few times we missed out on like listening to the heartbeat and stuff, but mm. other than that, it was um it was okay. I think every time when we went to the hospital it made it even more special to listen to it because mm. where we would have been going a bit more regularly into the hospital not having that we were so excited to to hear that heartbeat yeah, really. yeah. and um yeah just i think maybe a bit more special maybe, yeah it did it did so you were still going to the hospital but not as often yep that's right so we went every um three i think three, four, three, three appointments we went in so i probably went in about i don't know four Four times, maybe, in total. Mm. And then the Kari incident. <laughs> Do you want to tell that story? Yeah, we just, um, <laughs> yeah, so fast forward to Friday the 26th of June. Yeah. Um, for me, it was quite funny because um, I actually woke up to Jess saying, oh, I, think my, I think my waters have broken. And, uh, and I was like, oh, sorry, babe. I was like, <laughs> in a deep sleep uh, and not knowing whether I was actually going to be like that as a father, like just being with Mallory and uh, me not being able to wake up. Uh, I can tell you that is not true <laughs> uh, moving forward. But um, but yeah, so we started our day and, and we were that, that weekend, we were like, we're going to do everything that we've been told mm. to try and get things moving. Um, so went for a nice long walk yeah. um, beautiful day um, and yeah we went for a big walk and we were like right we're gonna have a curry from our favorite curry house so I uh, so I drive drive down to uh, Abbotsford where it was and pick up a curry and thinking uh, you know we might have a you know nice sleep and wake up and little did we know that was our, the last meal we'd ever have just us two wasn't it <laughs> So your water actually broke? I was just going to say, uh, no, it didn't. So it was just a really massive wee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, false alarm. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was pretty funny though. I was but, like, what uh, is that? Yeah. <laughs> and then it was around 10.30 that evening. Um, you started feeling a bit different. Yeah. You had a slightly different feeling coming from your body. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we would just start talking about it really like, you know, is this it or is yeah. this just Braxton Hicks? Um, and, and everyone, then... yeah, everyone talks about um, like how you get diarrhea <laughs> before you go in. To clean you out. Definitely, definitely true. Yeah, um, well, we thought it might have even been the, the curry. We're like, curry. Oh, of course, we had a dodgy curry the yeah. night before. Um, <laughs> or in the day, sorry. Um, but um, yeah, we just thought because the, the chances of your child being born on the actual due date is slim like how, when was akira born uh early she robbed me early. Uh, a week a week <laughs> yeah, no. i love people that are on time um so yeah like the chances that your child is born is like it's five percent i think the, the the fact is um so we just yeah we just got in bed and uh, put on a on a tv show um and, and me and jess have been hypnobirthing for you know the last four months yeah because um, we thought, you know, after looking into it, what a better way to bring our daughter into the world mm. with, you know, music and soothing lights and massages. And we had, had a diffuser um, that we had uh, lavender in. Yeah. Um, and most nights, yeah, I would give Jess a love back massage and I'd read her affirmations. And, um, and then I'd read her a guided visualisation, um, mainly down to the beach. And uh, which would end up in Jess snoring halfway through. <laughs> she'd, fall, she'd fall asleep 10 times out of 10. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, that was quite, that was really nice for us both, mainly for Jess, but also for (laughs) myself, because it really set up our mental states leading up to the birth. Mm. And I feel like we connected on a whole different level. Mm. um, Would you say? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And there was no, it was all about like reducing fear and anxiety. So yeah. um, And I had a lot of that. So it's good to get into hypnobirthing pretty early. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so anyway, we found out that it was not Braxton Hicks, mm-hmm. it was not the curry, and it really was the beginning of, of what was going to be a very long night. Um, Do you remember what it felt like, Jess? Uh, yes and no. So I, I don't remember so much the beginning, um, but I do remember um, the end. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You you mean like the actual uh feeling of labor coming up? Yeah. 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 So labor itself um I, it was just cramping from memory. It was just mm. a bit of cramping um, mm. that was stronger than usual. So um that's when yeah my midwife said that it was pre-labor um and that you know it could take a few days mm. so we were preparing for that. Yeah. Um and then yeah, it, it turned out that it wasn't going to be. <laughs> and that was it, wasn't it? We just, we, we, you know, went into our hypnobirthing training brain, yeah. just mm. locked in. So we turned the diffuser on and turned the TV off. Mm. And we got our, we had this real nice mood light ball, uh, switched that on and, and the lights are turned off. The playlist mm. is loaded. The UE boom does that funny noise as it's connected. And, and we were ready and we, you know, we just laid there side by side hand in hand and it was just a, a real nice connection as these surges yeah. started to to increase um and yeah it was as they started to increase in the intensity and the consistency as i felt jesse's hand grip tighter and tighter mm-hmm. um and it was a real like nice moment because obviously she knew that i was there for her but it was like she was there for me as well mm-hmm. uh, in that moment i thought it was yeah it was mm-hmm. just a uh, a, a real nice moment. We actually, um, do you want to talk about the, the tens machine? This is quite. Yeah. Funny. The tens machine. Yeah. Did you use a tens machine as well? No, I um, was interested until I realised that it shoots out ele- electricity to help with the pain, and I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I've had a few people. Uh, told me about the experience with it and some said it helped some said it didn't Um, it was funny because like yeah a couple of hours passed by and these surges are becoming more intense um so i was like right it's time to bring out the big guns and and (laughs) get the tens machine and like so jess was like go get the tens machine and then i realized i was like oh shit she hasn't told me how to use it or we hadn't like oh, the whole, no. we'd been so prepared for everything. And she was like, go get it. I was like, oh, fuck it. I was like, I haven't actually learned how to use this thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, luckily the uh, instructions were idiot proof. And um, yeah, I was able to set it up in, in minimal time. But yeah, just maybe explain it just in, in, in your words, just then one is how it wasn't as effective. Yeah, it definitely, um, like it does shoot out little little, like electrical um, vibrations. I don't know what you would call it. Um, And it it definitely worked at the very beginning. So when things are kind of light and it kind of distracts you from the the pain and such. Um, But as things got like started ramping up, like pretty much leading towards going into the hospital, um, it just became ineffective like yeah redundant wasn't it <laughs> i was just like now this is annoying me yeah i was getting annoyed by the fact that it was like vibrating on my body and i was like i don't like mm. this anymore so i just yeah and it was yeah just un, uh, i'm sure dam is in the same position but when you see these like surges become so intense and you see this woman that you you love and they're in this pain that you've never seen them in before um and knowing that you there's nothing you can really do about it at all. It was, um, it was, yeah, it was a real like helpless feeling, I think. Um, and we were like in through the nose, out through the mouth, and we've been practicing that. And then when it came to that moment when the surges were really intense, it seemed like they were less 
saw they were more uncontrollable mm -hmm. i think yeah um as you kind of went went from the bed to the floor to mm -hmm. the, the stool bent over to your medicine ball and it was just uh nothing was comfortable anymore mm -hmm. like nothing was helping um, mm -hmm. so i just lay on the floor <laughs> how long um how long has it been going for now so we've been this has been up to four hours now yeah. Mm. So about so, 2.30. Yeah, so we're, yeah, let's say 2.30. And then um, one thing that actually was incredible, one thing I didn't even know Jess had downloaded was um, a um, contraction app. Um, yeah. Where she, where, yeah, it was, and, and I don't know what app it, app it was. What was it called? Uh, Freya. Freya, there we go. 100% um, would recommend that because it gave us a real visualisation of, um, obviously, when you touched the touched it, when the surge started, when you touched it again, it was finished, and it was yeah, a digital tool to visualise and document where we were at with that labour. Mm. So when two thirty hit, and we're we're obviously noting down that we were three every ten minutes, mm. then it flashed green, and then we were like, right, we're in active labour, and it was a real nice, um, yeah, nice uh, encouragement. It was like a bit of a yeah. Uh, energy refresh to know that we were at that stage mm. and I think that happens quite a lot through you know especially in this story mm. is like there's certain points in the story where we get to a target for example and we're like right that's it and it just gave you know gives Jess uh, some more bit of motivation yeah a bit of motivation yeah <laughs> continue on um so yes yeah, so we're at 2 30 and then yeah Grace we ran Grace around it's three our midwife mm -hmm. Um, we we're at active labour, and obviously she then lets us know that you know we need to wait as long as possible before coming to the hospital because obviously this is more comfortable here, and we are only kind of 15, 20 minutes from the Royal Women's anyway. Mm. Um, and then uh, yeah, and then we yeah we got to four in every ten minutes, um, and she was like, right, wait one hour, and I was like, right, and this was like and yet again like a mental target for Jess. I was like, we're at three we wait until uh wait until four and then we kind of went through quarter of an hour at a time like 15 minutes like you're nearly there half mm. an hour you're nearly there mm. 45 minutes come on you're you're so close now and then 4 a.m hit and then um yeah we get got jess dressed and uh yeah put her in the car and uh strapped up and then yeah we head head down to the hospital um which was uh, quite funny when we, we, we get to the, the hospital door because obviously everyone's got the uh, the, the um, COVID um, testing, the, the, the temperature guns. And uh, this lady was just not very nice. <laughs> I called her the evil COVID gatekeeper. Oh, no. <laughs> she had, like, the temperature guns and she was just... Yeah, she just it just... It to me, it didn't seem like the time to be like dilly dallying around, and she was just taking her time. And I was like, "I need to get in there. Like, let me in that room now." <laughs> and she's just kind of, yeah. you know, "Oh, we'll just check the temperature." And I'm like, you know, going to. But she was, yeah, she was in a real nonchalant way, rather yeah. than understanding the situation. She could have been. I think she knew, but she just didn't. Care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly, I was, you know. In there for a reason. Yeah. Mm. But then, yeah, we got to the, the nurse's office and yeah, we were in there like naughty school children just waiting. Yeah, so even though it was only 20 minutes um, in the, what would they call it, administration? Or what, basically, when nurse's you go into ED and they, they make you wait. Um, and it felt like forever. It really did. Um, she asked me all the same questions, you know, your full name, day birth, and you've been that. asked two seconds ago. Uh, yeah. yeah um and i just i just wanted to get in there i just wanted to get into the room yeah, you were very um, impatient very point, impatient. understandably mm. yeah, i was like where is she where did she go like she kept leaving the room to go and do things and i was mm. like can she just take us to the room now <laughs> and then she came back and then she was all right we're gonna take you up to the the birthing room and we were like yes finally and very slowly walk, walked up there and we see our, our midwife grace and that just gave us a real sense of relief yeah relief yeah. and reassurance that we'd seen her because we'd because we'd built this relationship up with her um mm -hmm. via obviously you know facetime and obviously 
seen her mm. we, yeah we'd already had that real nice connection with her which is what we wanted originally when we were talking about the mental struggle of not being able to go into the hospital yeah. mm. um but so going to the the room and, and oh, how was it it was amazing so she um had set up the um birthing pool uh, the room um i didn't see it at first i just walked in and, and just like took my shoes off and you know put everything down um took the tens machine off because that was useless <laughs> um, and then yeah walked into the room where the, the birthing pool was and it was just amazing it was so um like very dark and all she had in there were like faux candles and obviously they can't have real candles in the hospital mm -hmm. um and very lights and a diffuser and like was, favorite scents. yeah yeah and she um she just had set it up so beautifully and i think that I, sounds I lovely i said yeah i think i ended up saying something like um, oh my god this is so beautiful i could cry like <laughs> it was just yeah. amazing um it was our dream scenario wasn't it yeah we what we literally walked in to what we had been envisioning for <laughs> nine months basically yeah you know it was yeah it was just yeah it was just something out of, of you know only dreams of, of birth could yeah. could bring um so, but yeah it was like we, in there. <laughs> yeah we got in there jess was like close off tens machine that got sacked off um and and she was in the pool and it was at that point i feel like that weight had been lifted off both our shoulders yeah it was definitely. like after all the, you know going through so we're now at what, half past four so that's you know active labor two two hours but mm. at the start you know we're looking at like six hours now it was like a, a moment that we we, yeah, again, that next level where we, we got to. Mm. And um, yeah, it was a real nice feeling getting you into the, uh, getting you into the pool. Yeah. Um, it was a bit, we, um, yeah, we had obviously this blissful setting and the lighting and the, the temperature of the water was good. And we had uh, my, my favorite artist that I actually got Jess into in the, the last year is a guy called Dallas Green. Um, he plays uh, in a band called City in Color and it's like real nice acoustic. And that was playing in the background and it just yeah. real set the set the tone for what we thought was gonna be a nice yeah uh easy birth. We tried to change it to the cure after a while and I was like, this isn't working. What did I call I love them, but yeah. um it just yeah, it wasn't working. The vibe wasn't right. Do you remember what song it was? <laughs> did I put Mint Car on I, by the cure? I don't know. Maybe it was like why can't I be you or something. It was a very upbeat song and I was like, Oh no, yes. calm. Yeah, <laughs> chill. She just gave me a look. I was like, oh, okay, we're turning that off now. <laughs> That's so good. We I asked Dan to make us a playlist, but like nothing we planned was put in place at all. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't have music. It was just to the sound of me screaming. Um, <laughs> that sweet sound. <laughs> that sweet, sweet sound. It was definitely Noisy. interesting. Yeah. And then what happened? Yeah, so we, yeah, straight in the pool. Um, how long had I been in there for? An hour? Well, yeah, about an hour. Yeah. And then um, I hear Jess really strain and hear this gush of water. Oh. And I was like, what? I was like, surely that's that's not our daughter already, but it was our... our water's broken. Water's yeah. breaking. In Why? the bath. I was like, what was in that? In the pool, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And you heard it. Yeah, I heard it and I felt it. Um, yeah, right. So yeah, I, I knew something had happened. I was like, mm. oh, something just came out of me. Like that mm. was really strange. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, because because that you know, not knowing this obviously like first child. Yeah, mm. um, and only. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, we heard that gush, and I was like, that that surely this would be record yeah. time for. But no, Grace was like, oh, actually, water's water breaking. Broken, yeah. And uh, it's quite funny as well, is that you, for example, see on TV when the waters break, oh, it's, it's a good thing that it breaks, you know, mm. a, like time before and then it's straight there, but that's not how it worked. Well, it didn't work in our, our situation where it, it's, uh, yeah. it's the way they portray birth on TV. Yeah. It'd be quite nice if they actually portrayed it in a more realistic mm. way. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it sets uh, a, a wrongful expectation in mm, in your head. Definitely, um, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, the waters broke, um, and then things like started ramping up even mm. more. Um, and I had gas, so they were, um, James was handing me gas, um, water. And water. My water had filled up like a massive water bottle um, with a straw, so it was easy to to drink. Mm. Um, and he was just going between like the gas and the water, and then my lip balm, and then um, the fan. <laughs> we had like a handheld fan. Which, by the way, all these things would recommend yeah yeah big bottle okay. with the the flip straw yeah um, the fan and we had this cycle didn't we yeah i was just, just like fan <laughs> water <laughs> i got given um i got given this a handheld fan and it comes with a a bottle attached to it and you can then spray as well and yeah, i'm like yes. i'm bringing this to labor um to the hospital with me but I didn't know where I put it and I couldn't for the life of me oh, found no. it. Um, I, I still don't know where it is to this day. But it was oh. gone. But that would have been yeah. so good. Yeah, that's, that's the one, yeah, that's that's we, what had, we had. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? But I'll tell you what. That, yeah, but I'll tell you what, the, the actual water, like when I sprayed it on my face, it kept giving me a fright because it was <laughs> yeah. so strong. Yeah. And like, I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and I think as well, your, do you remember your, um, your sense of obviously uh, women's sense of smell is heightened through yeah. birth and because we hadn't used it until oh, that yeah. point you know that fresh plastic smell yeah yeah that's, that's gross just, yeah it's it like stunk <laughs> and i was like oh this smells really bad get it away from my face and, and then she's like, like i, I need, need it, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny yeah. but uh, and yeah so the but the, at that point the gas in there had completely started to lose its effect and mm. it was yeah. at that point you know you think oh, i was struggling <laughs> yeah and that's the thing as well is we were only a, you know a few hours in and i was like you know you hear about i don't know how long your birth was but you know the labor sorry but you hear about like 30 hour labors and i was mm. like jesus not. <laughs> how long were you, in, were you in labor for um from start to finish about 12. yes yeah, active yeah. labor i think it was from 10 30 to 5 30 um five hours yeah, yeah. no that's um yeah so, so seven yeah so, very seven hours so yeah. we were yes yeah, so we're at this point and then we're we're like right we need to do something because things aren't you know moving along so uh we uh, grace um, offered Jess the chance to just check her and mm. see where where she's at. So I hadn't been checked yet. So when I walked in, she asked and she offered um, to check me, even though she, like, she knew I didn't really want to, but she offered anyway. Um, and I said no. So we just got straight into the pool. Mm. Um, so she offered to check me then and um, I got out hesitantly. I didn't really want to get out of the pool. Um, but I got out um, and she checked me and um, by that point I was eight centimetres, I believe. Yeah. Um, and this was mm -hmm. yet again a, um, a refreshing sentence. Oh, yeah. I gave Jess so much energy. Like I, I even watched this, I describe it as a surge of energy and I just could see the determination on her face and the adrenaline rushing through her body that we were nearly there. You mm. know, bearing in mind, we'd only been at this point in active labor for five hours and 15 minutes. Mm. Um, yeah, like it was just like, we're, we're nearly there. We're at eight centimeters. Yeah. So was Jess exciting. was like, get me back in that pool. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then we get back in the pool and then we're back on the fan, water, gas, air, repeat, fan, water. Yep. That's a production line that we created basically. And, and, and then two hours passed by and, you know, we you know, become lethargic. And mm. so then we had that discussion again. And, and one thing um, that was, was great. And uh, you, you briefly just said it there that Grace knew, like, for example, when you came in, you, she knew that you didn't want to be checked mm -hmm. and she always offered. Yeah but never pushed, yeah. even though what she was offering was actually the more sensible idea. Mm. She was so understanding of us, our needs, everything throughout the whole, the whole birth, um, which was, which is awesome on, on, on her part. And that's why, we, mm. you know, respected her even, you know, tenfold. 
Um, but yeah, we get two hours pass by and get you on the bed again. Yeah. And she uh, checks you, which is obviously we're doing this drug free as well. Yeah. Um, Jess is doing this drug free, not we. I'm not <laughs> we in this scenario. And um, yeah, it was quite painful being checked, wasn't it? It was that time, yeah. But we were 10 centimeters, or I was. But. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah, she kind of checked and yeah. yeah, she was like, You're ready to have your baby. And there was that. That was exciting. Yeah, it was like that um, next step. So we were like climbing this ladder and yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That was a, that was a good feeling for you. So yeah, back in the pool again to push, um, which was the longest hour ever. <laughs> it was like, because yeah, what we've been trying to practice yet again, all this practice before yeah. is this down breathing. Is, yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. So instead of like, obviously, you know what they show on TV, just like straining um yeah the down breathing was more about like your breath coming from the stomach and you know just like it yeah it was a sort of a technique that i tried to to yeah. use um and i felt like it was working uh but an hour went by and there was no baby so she was not coming out and the heart <laughs> and, and her heartbeat had started to increase as well so grace um, let us know that it's hospital protocol that after one hour, um, oh, okay. assessed by a doctor. Yeah. So yeah, again, reluctantly, we get Jess out of the bath and, and she's, you know, weak and her legs are shaking from the adrenaline and, mm. and we, we head over to bed. Um, and we, that was when we found out that Mallory's head had turned and that she was, um, making it difficult little cow. <laughs> so um and she had yeah. her hand up like this as well uh, against her face yeah. against her face um and at this point this was where Je jess was in extreme discomfort and as i said we'd been doing that jess jess had chosen to to do this drug free mm. um i think it was at that point for me if i'd have known that this was going to happen we would have chose chosen drugs <laughs> i probably would have yeah if i'd known that from the beginning um how did they know yeah. about um the hand on the face and stuff oh they um, checked so you they again had to actually check me internally yeah so she came in at that that's when it was incredibly uh painful yeah, yes yeah. uncomfortable <laughs> and it's and it's and this is and this is where the the story really flips on its head because we've gone from this incredible pregnancy planned everything is going well we've got our incredible birthing room that's filled with an incredible atmosphere yeah. to jess in stirrups with no music chaos clinical lights clinical <laughs> hospital lights doctors around jess's private areas which are exposed to the world mm -hmm. but and this is you know credit to Jess is, you know, no, regardless of that, she carried on. Like was this in the same room or do you have to go somewhere else? Same room. So um, the bathroom or where the pool is is just oh, okay. the, the main room. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, back into the main room. Um, yep. The lights yep. are all on. And, um, yeah, the, that was it, yeah. And then another hour goes by. Mm. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. So we're Jess is now pushing for two hours and we're changing pushing tactics. We actually go to the push, yeah. which is which is what um what was recommended. And then yeah, eleven forty-five it was. Um it was quite funny. It was like me and my standard methodical normal thinking whilst we were going through the labor. I was actually noting the times down on my phone. <laughs> it's like just um just like so at the end of it like when we were discussing when we were talking about doing this i already had like a list of timestamps mm -hmm. as well which is it's quite quite good yeah. for, uh, like memories and, and, and reflecting so yes yeah, so a quarter to 12 a day and the doctors gave you two choices mm -hmm. both were with yeah instruments yeah so originally they said um, that they wanted to just get her out with a, a vacuum and they were like, well, we'll just, we'll just get in there and do it. And they wanted to check me before they did that. So they needed to spend a bit more time um, rummaging around in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, no, you, you can't do that. 
um, it was just not going to happen, uh, especially with no um, pain relief. So I was just like, no, yeah. no thank you. Um, so I asked for an epidural um, and they said that would take about an hour and a half for someone to arrive to administer that. Yeah. Because um, there was only one anesthetist on the, yeah, on the ward at the time. Yeah. But um, ended up there was a second one that was coming in. That's right. Yeah. Which was quite lucky. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Then it was only 45 minutes. Yeah, that's right by that point. Um, so, yeah. So I, I had an epidural by that point because it was just, I've been pushing for so long and I was just exhausted. Um, I had no energy left. But Were you feeling like you needed to push the whole time? That two, the two uh, hours you were trying to push? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I could feel it. I was trying not to um, yeah. at some points, like towards the end, um, yeah. as the anesthetist was about to come into the room. Yeah. My midwife said, like, don't waste your energy, just just breathe through it. Yeah. Um, so I, I stopped um, about sort of, yeah, 45 minutes before um, the anesthetist came mm. in and stopped pushing because I was mm. just like, nah, this <laughs> is <laughs> not worth it. And, like, and it was at this this point where things slightly started to not obviously go to plan the whole thing's not going to plan at this point but it was they brought in uh, a, a whole range of, of, of doctors and we specifically mm. asked for no um junior doctors trainee doctors mm. and they brought in a trainee doctor and was like are you okay if this trainee doctor's here while she's in the room and we were like fuck no <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah it was just and then yeah it was just it was just crazy it was like we had that and the the nurse the doctor sorry was trying to push her views on on whether jess should you know continue pushing and it was like they weren't listening to her at this point mm. our midwife was but the doctors weren't and it was just like it was that was the only real point of the whole thing where we felt that we weren't being listened to but yeah. Yeah. our incredible midwife had our back yeah, and she advocated for yeah me the whole when time. when the doctor went she was just like do not push because she could see jess was tired and, and the thing was as well is and this was the only real kind of regret i think was if we'd have known to have the epidural and for them to spend this this two hours when i think they knew it was going that way mm. they could have just said you know reserve your energy and let's just get this done Mm. Yeah. they work kind of on a trial and error don't they they sort of um try this one thing and if that doesn't work they try the next thing and if mm. that doesn't work they go to the next mm. thing it's like just get the, mm. i ended up saying like, just get this baby out of me safely mm. and do it as soon as possible yeah, she not. just actually just actually screamed for a cesarean at one point i did yeah if you have to do that that's fine mm. like, don't care just get the baby out <laughs> so we're at now 12 30 mm. the anesthetist comes the epidural is all hooked up and as each surge comes and goes the uh the jest the, the noise that jess was making became fainter mm. and fainter so mm. we knew it was working um and yeah. and then it was at this point where they explained around you know the chances of, of hemorrhaging were, were high and we just needed to prepare that that was a, a possibility um which was just the reassurance you uh, you needed after already going through this this ordeal ordeal mm. um and then yeah this little trolley's wheeled over with all the instruments and uh we you know start getting the process of of, of getting our daughter out mm. and then the legs are you know jess's legs are put in back in stirrups mm. the cup is put in place and uh and, but what's really funny here is jess can the epidural works so well that the um she couldn't feel the surges so she didn't know when to push oh, okay so they had to oh so you still need to try and push even though uh the baby was being vacuumed down yeah yeah so they asked you to push once um to help aid the vacuum yeah 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 um so yeah yeah they do they do ask you to push mm. yeah. but yeah so they they put the cup on and then it falls off and then they reattach it again it slips off again and i'm like what are you guys doing how many times have we done this you're like are you, are you sure we kick the students out yeah um <laughs> and then we get it on the third time and it's on 
and then the surges are coming and going and, and we're, we're looking at the the machine to see when the surges are coming because you can't feel them yeah yeah and then um and then at this point we're actually you know you're pushing and pushing and pushing and then it was at that point where they realized um that jess uh, mallory's head was too big for jess oh no so after all this turns out her head is too big yeah. um so then they made the quick decision and asked us you need to have an episiotomy oh, um which, which i did not want at all um i don't think anyone wants it it's yeah it was one of my don't want <laughs> on my do not want list but um, at the time but at the time they, they didn't know, do it without our I, consent yeah. yeah they didn't they they did ask and i said look if you've got to do that to get her out then you've got to do it i said i don't yeah sure. i didn't realize that they can't do it without your consent yeah yeah, yeah they they do need to, to ask you they obviously kind of push it a little bit yeah. on you because they know yeah. you, otherwise it's going to really difficult to get your baby out like it was more of a case that they they came up from the area of birth for split seconds and said we're gonna have to make a cut are you okay with that and Jess was like yeah that was literally the converse that was the consent oh, they needed. I, I was yeah. thinking that you know um having like a little binder thing go, we need your signature <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no, no, no. Just, just can you verbal. can you sign here? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then after the episiotomy, then they realised that she wasn't going to come out with a the the suction cup. Oh, yeah. So then they had to change instruments whilst inside Jess oh to forceps, which increases uh, the chances of having a hemorrhage even more so. And we were like, this is just unbelievable. Um, and then uh, they say one big push and they pull from the forceps and out appears this large purple head. <laughs> we see this plum <laughs> from uh, Jess uh, not making sound, which was the first real thing that I was I noticed. And, and she also had a, a, is, a bleed. I know, I know yeah, it's normal, normal but yeah. for, for not you know, first time birth. Yeah. Um, and then another big push and she was there. Um, and yeah, they, um, she came out screaming. She was very loud. <laughs> I was like, and yeah, they, they put her on Jess and it was, a, it was, it was a crazy moment. Cause you, you just gone from this chaotic atmosphere full of, you know, shouting and, and then the cries of mm. the baby to this just, complete moment of tranquility and it was like in that moment as Mallory laid across Jess's chest she was safe and she was you know with her mummy it was yeah. quite a, a nice moment and then at that point the the floodgates were opened <laughs> and I just <laughs> broke down <laughs> oh it was just it was just it was just in, it, it was so intense because um so our same as yours our, our total time was 12 hours or 11 45 and it was from that time trying to see what Jess went through was was you know in, incredible and she was an absolute hero throughout the whole thing but from a, a support role mentally through 12 hours obviously like I had worked the whole day as well so like yeah. you know we're at like 20 odd, odd hours having to um build someone up and be positive for 12 hours straight and then when it was finally over i was just like emotionally drained i just yeah. burst out crying which meant our midwife started crying as well oh. like, i can't see men cry oh. and uh and uh yeah it was just uh, an incredible moment there yeah. um and then but we we noticed this bleed on, on mallory's head um, and the, the baby doctor there, she was really concerned about it. And first thoughts in my head, obviously sleep deprived as well. I was just like, did she got brain trauma? She got, you know, brain damage. I was like super upset at this point. Um, and they said, we just need to look after, look on, you know, look, look after it. Um, so then, it, so she puts her back on, on Mallory back onto, onto Jess. Yeah. Um, and time passes and I was talking to Jess and we were just having like that little moment our first moment with our child but in my 
peripheral vision, I, I noticed that the doctors were still doing something. And so at this point, they, they tried to get the placenta out. So this is what they were doing um, from, I think, about 20 minutes after she was born. They were like, right, well, we're going to try and get it out now. And just can't feel anything. So she's yeah, like, yeah crap. Off. A little bit of tugging, <laughs> like obviously the you know tugging and pressure, but yeah, I was yeah. just like, yep, you go ahead and do what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. So they um they were trying to get the placenta out about twenty mm. minutes after um, Mallory was born, um and I heard them say something along the lines of, "Well, this is taking a bit longer than we thought." So they tried to you know get it out. It took screamed out. Half an hour, yeah, they spent, they, they spent quite a good time trying to get yeah. it out. There were two of them, so two um, obstetricians trying to get it out. And I, I just wanted to say here as well, so I've got um, two, two goddaughters back home, um, with my best friends, Kat and Carl, and on, when they had Thea, their second child, um, Kat's placenta was, um, you know, not coming. So then they tugged it too hard and it all came out which then made her hemorrhage ex to extreme point and she she nearly died because of it so that's in the back of my head yeah, so right. when they're like slightly tugging i was just i was like can you not can you do it gently please mm -mm. but then they confirmed it was still attached mm -hmm. and she needs to be rushed to the operating theatre and this of course was no surprise to us because everything else had not gone to plan so why would this final part go to plan um and and then i was handed mallory um and she was wrapped up in the, the hospital blankets and i saw my my jess you know whisked away and then it had gone it was this whole real like contrasting um at this contrasting atmosphere so mm -hmm. again, yeah. again for me it had gone from this you know manic view you know manic room with five doctors in it to seeing my my partner whisked away mm. and i was just there left mm. with my daughter my thoughts and the room just like a tarantino movie mm. uh, so and this silence was you know i can only describe it as being but an unsettling and mm. the unknown of what was happening was, it kind of hit me. Mm. And then I just, you know, I was I was already crying. I was tired, exhausted. My overthinking brain had gone into overdrive. And I was literally holding my, you know, holding Mallory there. Like, am I going to be bringing up this, this girl on my own? Mm. That, I know that she was in a safe place, but the, knowing that the chances of hemorrhaging were so high and mm. the battle scene that I was left alone with, mm. um, I was just, yeah, it was like I was overjoyed and heartbroken at the same time. Mm. Uh, so it was this real kind of paradox that I was like stuck in. So strange. And meanwhile, I'm in theatre, like singing to Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> like they're just like operating on me. <laughs> I'm just like... So what, like, what did they have to go... Yeah. Um, did they have to cut you open? Um, yeah, so they obviously they'd done the episiotomy, and so they had that. Um, they just went in from from there. Oh, yeah. oh my god! So yeah, they yeah. So no cut no. on your abdomen. No, but, but they were tugging. Was... They were pushing my stomach and yeah. you know tugging, and it was. It took quite a while, and I, I felt really bruised around um, around there for quite mm. a long, like quite a long time. I still feel it a little bit sensitive. But... It's quite funny if you had it like um you know like you see in movies or like now on 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 the zoom where you'll see like two different scenes yeah, you'd have yeah. you like singing to all the small things and there's <laughs> me just like <laughs> in, in the uh in the room it was a real yeah contrast and then mm -hmm. so me and Mallory then went to our room um which was the longest two hours of, of my life um and and then this is yeah this is where it all starts to become happy because i hear the door click the door opens and then uh yeah right through the door is this most incredible woman that i've ever met lying there smile on her face i run over i give her a big kiss and you know it was finally like we were a family finally together yeah it was a long time for me too in the in the theater and recovery room i was just like 
I really just wanted to go back and yes. see them. Um, yeah, just felt really strange being separated from them mm. um, after you just had a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's that's the, the, the story. And it's just, I know, there's a few few things that I, I learned from this. Um, I think the, the, you know, the first thing is the respect and gratitude that I have for my partner, um, you know, to see bra that bravery and the resilience and courage from a human being. And I don't think you can comprehend it until you go through the situation, which obviously you know, yeah. um, and that tenacity to deliver our child, um, it just spoke volumes of her character, who she is. And I felt in those 11 hours and 45 minutes that I, you know, I felt deeper, fell deeper in love with, with Jess at that point. Um, which is, yeah, I love that I'll carry on um, until I'm no longer around. Um, and then on a, on a larger scale, I think I have a respect for all women who give birth. Um, not that I didn't have that respect before, but I understand that respect now. Mm. Um, and witnessing it firsthand to see what it takes to pr produce a human, it's nothing short than superhuman. Um, and every woman who gives birth is an absolute superhero. Um, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, I was grateful for our, uh, for our, our midwife. That's for sure. She said she was understanding, understood our needs, made us feel safe, made us feel in control the whole time. Um, and yeah, and just having a birthing plan for us, I feel was such a key part of the story because we were prepared. We had, everything locked down from the start um and i think the one key thing here is that knowing that our plan didn't go to plan is actually okay because things change and if they do that you need to adapt, need to adapt yeah. and be open for change mm -hmm. um and i think if we could as i said if we could go back and i think change anything it would just be to have the epidural early mm. um there was no fear like i definitely don't remember feeling any fear during the time the whole time I was in the hospital at home I think it was just um a few things that I didn't expect to happen like you know my legs were shaking my hips were on fire like I just yeah. wasn't expecting that yeah. <laughs> um and I just was like oh is this really part of it <laughs> mm. I just didn't didn't understand that at all mm. um and obviously yeah having to have the placenta manually removed I wasn't expecting that either but Mm. um that that was what it was and um I just knew I just wanted to get it done I was like just do what you need to do mm. get it out um I just want to be back with my family so. yeah and how are you holding up now um pretty good um I'm recovering still yeah, yeah. um but I I feel I feel quite good now the first couple of weeks were difficult like mm. um most women had the, the baby blues that first week mm. um, really struggled to keep my emotions in so in the hospital I was quite um, you know focused um, mm. but then once I got home I found like I just broke down I was like oh my god that was really traumatic yeah. <laughs> I was like yeah. crying about it um, and yeah so that first week was a little bit hard but um, yeah coming out the other side now it feels feels pretty good and she's um She's amazing, my little daughter. She's awesome. Mm. She's well. The fact that she's been quiet pretty much the whole of this. She podcast. she has been crying a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> she's Gosh. put herself back to sleep. I know what a legend though, because I literally she never. And I said when I lay her down, let's say as I did, her eyes are open. She'll always. I was like, ah, oh, she's going to interrupt us. She's. I think she knew mummy and daddy knew to do something. To she her. did. <laughs> Legend. Yeah. Awesome. I won't keep you then. Is she, is she awake? Oh, uh, she's, she's She's asleep, but okay. she's like, you know how they just like kind of stir and. Yeah. Yeah. I know all about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Akira's gone back to like waking up a few times again. But then as soon as I go to bed, she seems to, because she sleeps with us um still and yeah as soon as i go to bed she kind of just like chill out for a few hours but then wake up as soon as 
the sun comes up a little bit because I promise her milk in the morning. I'm like, go to sleep. I'll give you milk in the morning when the sun comes up. And I know 5.36 or whatever, as soon as the sun rises, she's like, milk now, milk. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> but then she goes to sleep for maybe a cup, an hour or two longer. So that's nice. What, yeah, that's um, what age did you transition from having her in, for example, the cot or mm. the bassinet to her like coming in your in like in your bed because you said she sleeps with you like did does that would did she was she in a cot at all or did she um i can't give advice that is not in line with red <laughs> the red line I know it wasn't wasn't for advice it was actually uh, no what i meant is that i am pretty sure i didn't i'm not meant to have her in bed like at all yeah we do we've crossed that line already like you can't you can't not she doesn't sleep like well she didn't sleep it was really hard i that's it yeah maybe like so many people do it as well i I think i just want to say here as well it's like you know people judge and people put their two pennies worth in but at the end of the day it's it's your, about survival it's your <laughs> it's your family it's your your child and you know if you want to have your daughter because i'm definitely i love cuddles with her i like yeah i don't let her sleep on my i let her fall asleep on my chest mm. if i could fall asleep on her, my chest i would obviously that is yeah. not recommended but mm. we have her in, in in our bed yeah we yeah. try and it's like we try and shuffle her over, and as soon as she touches, yeah, the bassinet, the, the, cot, the bassinet, yeah, she's, she's up. Yeah, and it's like like we've just laid her on a bed of fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to um put a we pack, you know, warm it up, yeah. Yeah. put her in her cot, put the cover over it, so then the cot would be warm, yeah. and that kind of helped. A bit so i take it out obviously before putting her down in the cot because otherwise the sheets a bit cold yeah. so i found that to be a bit helpful um but when we had akira in bed with us maybe at like two three months the she's right on top where our pillows are our pillows are wide apart from each other yeah. so she's in the middle yeah. um so she's quite high up so that way when i put my blanket on me it just kind of like touch her feet yeah yeah so it doesn't go over her yeah it's about like just common sense really like keeping the baby safe like Mm -hmm. having a space for them and then Mm -hmm. your own space yeah yeah but Um, we had her in bed quite early on and she's still in bed with us and we love snuggling her um sometimes she would sleep diagonally and (laughs) which can be a bit annoying because we've got our cat in bed with us as well yeah Um, yeah. sounds like it sounds exactly like yeah, yeah like we don't like yeah again i think people yeah. are like i oh, don't have your animals but our yeah. same as your your cat he's just so loving and all he wants to do is sleep by our feet mm. on our bed or yeah. on my legs like that's mm. all he wants he's got no interest mm. in her mm. um, at the moment yeah. he sniffs around her but yeah he just he just wants to sleep by us yeah yeah um, and uh yeah, he's, he's yeah. but yeah I, I agree just do what you need to do to survive i think yeah <laughs> she yeah. still sleeps in her bassinet yeah. as well um but at times i'm like especially early in the morning i'll like bring her in and just have her next to me have a little snuggle yeah 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 they'll, yeah, they'll nice. sleep as well and you get to sleep in a little bit yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. I, I think the one thing just the last little thing i think the only thing that you freak out is when you fall asleep whilst you're breastfeeding oh yeah because i'm not really aware like you know in the, that time of the morning i'm like half asleep Nod off. Mm-hmm. And i'm like shit have i like pulled the pillow away from her head a lot like enough or you know i wake up and i'm like oh god you're there you're still there yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're rocking them as well you're like rocking yourself to sleep yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. um well Thanks for sharing your stories. Um, it's nice to hear it from the guy's point of view as well. And we get to hear from your point of view as well, Jess. Um, thanks so much for your time today. Thank, Thank you. you for thanks having for having us. us. It was an yeah. absolute pleasure. Yeah. And um, the new album, is that coming out or is this single yes. that's out? Yeah. So the single came out. That 
it's gone a bit viral, hit yeah. 100,000 views yesterday. Yeah. This night, which is quite cool. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the, um, yeah, the EP um, mm. is out in, in August, say at end of, it's called, uh, this is what honesty sounds like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we write honest music, so all our songs are stories yeah. about certain things in our lives or you know things that we feel strongly on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just, mm-hmm. yeah, we just write honest music. Um, so yeah, it's called This Is What awesome. Honesty Sounds Like. So, yeah, cool. Awesome. All right, well, well have a good Saturday. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll, um, we'll see you soon. Yes, I'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.